What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Collective Comics and the Lights Comics Action Podcast. We're diving down deep into episode number 32 today. I'm joined by the homie Jake. What is going on, my man? What's up, man? What up, dude? How you doing What's today? Going on? Man, life is life. I can't. I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but I don't have a ton to complain about. So let's let's just keep living. You know what I mean? Right. Just keep, keep the wheels turning, man. Yeah, yeah. Unlike Hollywood. Hollywood. Oh, I want to. I want to show you something first. I have a surprise. You got you a know, surprise. What's up? I had to. I had to stop at a gas station the other day. Um, I had to use the facilities real quick, but I felt like I had to <laughs> buy something. And right on the counter, bro, they have these little guys. Oh, that's so sick. There's a little <laughs> Spider-Man like candy wow. fan. This is like a little fan. Oh, it that has candy up. in it. Yeah, there's candy. I wanted to do this in person, but with our schedules being so crazy, because I was like, we can try the candy together, but. Right. I'll just have to eat it, and I'll have to give you a candy review maybe on the next episode or something. Well, I was we'll going to say, it crack out. it open now. <laughs> I guess. I don't even crack know how to it open, open it. Crack open now. <gasps> I don't know. I'm going to break it. <laughs> His head's going to pop off. Oh, I did break something. <laughs> did you? Uh, I'm just going to open it later. <laughs> it's the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm always hot, bro. I'm like, I'm just going to sit here with my little Spider-Man. Just, just you can hear it me. a little bit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of asmr yeah this is you guys it's comics action asmr <laughs> oh boy. all right all right that's enough of that but i just thought that was funny i had to grab a little spider-man fan yeah that guy's like, pretty this, sweet this will be perfect my son loves those things. <laughs> he goes nuts for him every time anytime realistically anytime he sees anything spider-man he goes crazy really yeah <laughs> yeah they had they had a couple other ones i'm like the spider-man's the coolest so i had to get that one mm-hmm. but 100 we might not get a spider-man for a while due to what's going on in hollywood you know what i mean we got yeah. the strike happening yep at least we past june 2nd yeah we haven't done. we haven't uh we haven't talked about it because we we were waiting for it to like either end or develop or you know we've kind of been watching it in the background a little bit but it's i think it's going to start affecting some stuff pretty seriously you know what i mean yeah there's there's quite a few um like a list of shows that that this writer strike is affecting um kind of diving i i took a deep dive into this one it turns out there's like a, a writer's guild oh yeah yeah, yeah the writers I, guild is. have you heard of this mm-hmm. okay and this is this is basically it's kind of like a union yeah there's an actor's guild there's a writer's guild there's yeah and like performers yeah and and stuff like that and it's meant to kind of um protect that these assets and and these writers that that write these kind of things to make sure that they're paid appropriately right so yeah. the thing is with the last 10 years there was a writer strike that happened back in 2007 mm-hmm. uh yeah. I, I didn't know that i didn't know that writer strikes were a thing i didn't really know that this guild was a thing i'm not too big on writing and and developing scripts i like digesting them yeah i remember i remember hearing about the strike a lot but i never really knew like what was actually involved with that strike back then i just yeah, knew that, it was happening it, it was basically along the lines of pretty much what's happening now um and back then it had to do more with tv shows and like mm-hmm. family guy was was one that was majorly affected by the strike in 2007 um which i had no idea but then like looking back on it i'm like i guess around that time i was seeing a lot of reruns of family guy (laughs) and like they kind of paused and like i kind of thought it was over i was like that was probably the strike i just didn't realize that i was real young at that time too i was like four right yeah so (laughs) not really but i do know i did hear with this strike back in that strike they were basically just dusting off a bunch of old scripts that they just had laying around they're like let's just make it screw it if it's not good we just need to put something out like just put it out put it out put it out because they didn't have any writers writing anything new so like they just had scripts laying around that they had passed on because they didn't think they were good enough or for whatever reason they're like screw it we're making it so yeah and they yeah. didn't pay oh no and, they already those, had the script, those writers so. yeah those writers didn't get paid um appropriately and that's that's what had to do with the 2007 strike and this one is basically kind of forming because of 
there's two reasons and technology is the biggest one yeah i mean a lot of it is technology based there's there's reasons around that that like get away from technology specifically but a lot of it revolves around technology at the end of the day yeah it's um i mean it's it's obviously about money you know mm-hmm. but but regarding technology basically when when netflix kind of came onto the the scene it's a, a new form of media which then created this loophole because it wasn't box office tickets that were being sold anymore it was a monthly yeah. subscription fee that you were paying to to use netflix mm-hmm. um so net netflix i guess the way that it works is that they, they basically buy the rights to put it on their their thing or on their streaming service for x amount of time and whoever wrote that or whoever owns that piece at, at that time gets the money for that um when they started making tv shows they started and we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast on it being so much cheaper to make a TV show mm-hmm. than it is to to make a movie and you're getting more content out of it. Um, they're, they're basically paying these writers to write the show, obviously, before it comes out and playing them, paying them a, fa- a flat fee because mm-hmm. they and not getting them in on royalties. Um, and th- and the Writers Guild didn't protect that because it was a new service and there is not a public algorithm to how you get paid right per like for royalties and like per view and per stream of that movie or tv show the biggest thing right now that i've seen with this is a lot of them are a lot of the contracts revolve around royalties specifically from commercials too Mm -hmm. so you know you would put out a movie or do whatever it did in the box office so on and so forth but then it would go to tv and every sunday they play whatever movies and then during those movies they run commercials and then you get commercial royalties off of your movie playing mm-hmm. so on and so forth but with um with the streaming services the commercials aren't a thing like it was with tv so they're still written into contracts that you'll get x amount of commercial royalties there's not commercials like there was, you know what I mean? So they're, they're there, but Netflix is the big one. There's no commercials on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I pay, I pay an extra $3 on every streaming service to not get, you know, commercials. So I don't, like I don't have commercials on Hulu. (laughs) I don't have commercials on YouTube. I don't have commercials anywhere. Like I Mm. don't see commercials anyway. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. And so, but a chunk of that is supposed to go. And with most services go towards, that creator or whatever you're watching that right. that's your portion or their portion of what the AdSense would be. If you had the ads, mm-hmm. that's basically how it's supposed to work out. And that's how Hulu does it. That's how HBO is kind of doing it. Cause they have, um, ads before their right. movies and stuff. It's not a lot, you know, but th- there are ads and that's how they get paid. Thing is Netflix, they're, they're paying writers to write the script and then it's their property. They're not getting paid royalties on it. So the people that wrote right, Stranger right, Things right. before Stranger Things popped off, they were paid and that's all they're going to see. So mm-hmm. it could be a big check. You know, it could be $250,000, $300,000, but that writer might not see another job for another two years. So they have to make that $250,000 last for two years. And when you think about it like that, that's not rich by any means. No. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's not, you know, you're financially stable. Well, you got to take taxes off the top of it too. So that you're not getting two fifty. You're only going to be taking home like 45% because you're paying for managers and all this other stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, most, most people, you know, it's not a comfortable living, but we're, we're seeing people making 30,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And you know, once you take all of the money off the top of that two hundred fifty thousand, and then you split that over multiple years, that big check doesn't equate to much more than that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're making fifty thousand dollars a year, which is it's decent. It's decent, but it's not rich like you would think, or that it is for the big movies. <laughs> Paying because, California prices. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's exactly. Not rich, you know, because you got to live in L.A. to be close to the, you know, close to the industry. You know. Mm-hmm. It, and a lot of that's changing too. You don't have to be in LA. You don't have to be in New York, but thanks to things like so, Riverside, you know, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, right. um, but I think this is a big, the biggest jump from the 2007 to this one, I think what 
I'm thinking off the top of my head is it's just like the evolution of streaming. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. back then, you know, Netflix was pretty good. But like if a TV show season ended, then maybe once it came out on DVD, then you might see it on Netflix. But now we're seeing everything on Netflix. We're seeing everything on Hulu. We're seeing everything on NBC Plus or uh, Peacock yeah. or, you know. Me and my family literally just got rid of cable and are 100% on internet and Hulu Live. Yeah. You know, and that's that's our cable. That's our cable box is Hulu Live. And I think I think it's crazy, too, because, you know, we do I, – I bring it up all the time, but, like, we come from a music background, and we kind of saw that switch over to streaming, mm-hmm. and we know how crappy it is to get, like – what do you get, like – an a tenth of a penny for a thousand streams or something, you know, it's it's an eighth of a cent per stream. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, but there's an algorithm to it and that's our royalty, but it even took us this long to get to that point. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It, it, and they still keep track of, and there was issues back in the day that just got increased to the eighth. Yes. There's still so many issues, but like music as an industry was so slow to like accept streaming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now we're seeing the same stuff in in movies, in TV. You know, because now we're getting... Now there's Netflix originals, like Stranger Things. Yeah. There's there's Peacock originals. There's things... There was, a, there was a Hulu movie. And it wasn't supposed to be Hulu. It was supposed to go to theaters and be a big thing. I think it was a like an alien movie. I think it was called Prey. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. So that was not supposed to be... So the the director r- worked on that entire movie thinking it was going to be something else. And then right before it was supposed to come out, and they're like, Hulu original now. And, you know, Netflix original is one thing, but Hulu original is a whole nother, you know, category. Yeah. You, you can watch Netflix and watch it for its original content. We all do it. You know, we know mm-hmm. things like Stranger Things, but Hulu original content is not as well known as netflix is you know what i mean so yeah i'm not willing to dive into a random hulu one unless somebody says it's good yeah i mean and now we're getting things it's just getting i think there's so many things that are getting shady around streaming and there has to be some kind of structure to it you know is just like the lord of the rings thing that i'm not a lord of the rings dude i've never really been a big lord of the rings dude but i know that this new show that just came out on amazon like they only bought enough rights to basically call it Lord of the Rings, but then they didn't have the rights for anything else. So they just had to like make it up as they went. Mm-hmm. So now like, what are people actually getting? Is it Lord of the Rings or is it just, you know what I mean? And we don't know any of that stuff as the consumer. It doesn't sound like the writers or directors know anything going into the projects. And it's just people at the top who are like, throw it over there, throw it over there. It'll be here. I'll make some money here. I already got this for cheap. So I don't care if it makes money. It's going to make something. Right. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. And, and that's where it's damaging to, to these writers now, you know, because like, I think that the prime example is, is stranger things to where that writer got paid what they got paid to write the show. And I'm sure it's a little different now because it did pop off. And right. it's probably negotiated a little bit more, but um, those first couple seasons that he didn't have the royalties to, or they didn't have the royalties to, so Netflix got all of it, right. and those writers aren't getting their chance or the, at all, like being able to share that smidgen of success that is realistically because of them. If with, with, you know, without good writers, your TV show is nothing. Right. Like it, um, it is a hundred percent on them. It, it's, it's a hundred percent on good writers and good actors and, and a good director. Other than that, you can fill in the rest of the team with subpar. I think. Yeah. I mean, you probably want good graphics artists, <laughs> you know, it, depending on what you're doing. The, but in, the entire, I think the biggest problem is there. It takes a big, a big ass team to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the only person making money is the person who just sits in an office and throws money around. And yes, you know, and most of the money that they're throwing around is in their own pocket. You know yeah, what I and, mean? And it's because the writers guild can't protect them at the moment. Yeah. There's nothing. There's all of because the contracts. All of the documentation is from 
a long time ago. Like there's nothing yeah. to, there's nothing to bring it into modern times. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was just reading or I was just listening to a thing with Tom Hanks and he, I didn't get to finish the entire thing, but he was basically saying at the beginning of it, this happened. This has been an issue since VHS started because once it got to the point to where you could just grab a movie for X amount of money and watch it as many times as you want immediately when that happens, so-and-so isn't making money off of royalties. You know what I mean? They make the money one time. Yeah. Right. For one view. I'm, I'm getting, I get a movie out of the dollar bin and I mean, there's, there's another side to this, especially as consumers and audience members, everybody can be like, these people make enough money. They don't need money. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of the people who are making money are not the people who actually make it happen. You know what I mean? It, yeah. There's there's a big chunk in the middle from like from somebody putting money into an idea to the actors on the screen. There's a big chunk in that middle <laughs> that's not getting paid right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's going it's going to the wrong people. Yeah, I mean, you know, at a certain at a, at a certain point, and and the, the thing that that ooh. is the issue is that because Netflix and these companies are being private about how the algorithm breaks down, um, like pay per stream or pay per view. I guess you want to say it's not pay per view, yeah, right. but you're paid the same way it works like in the industry there's there's an algorithm to it to where you know that you're going to get paid every single time that song plays you're getting paid an eighth of a cent it's it's obviously a fraction of a penny but millions of streams later it it adds up to a decent buck but i I still think that's whack but there's at least an algorithm to it and and something that's protected by those royalties to where you are getting that much of of a percentage of that person's monthly subscription fee why should why should somebody else do that when you're the one creating the content and and you're the reason that people are on your platform right you know it's it's why youtube does it the way that they do it and have adsense and things like that they're paying you to keep people on their platform you know if if you're doing a good job and and have a lot of people doing and and staying there they'll show you cash flow right the thing is that they're not doing that with these TV shows and these and these writers, and it's because they're being private about and not wanting to release the information, which I think should be publicly released on what it what it generates per view. Yeah, I per always, episode. I always thought it was kind of crazy, and this kind of goes into your point: is like, um, like Sandman, for example you know, the D- the DC Netflix original or um, Moon Knight on Disney Plus, you know, mm-hmm. and none of these streaming services actually have to or do go out there and be like, this many people, X amount of people watched this show. You know what I mean? They'd be like, biggest show of the summer, or they'll just say whatever they want to say, but mm-hmm. there's no numbers. But when they don't want to pursue it, they don't actually have to be like, we don't care that this many people watched it would be like, it wasn't, we don't want to keep doing it. You know what I mean? And then you just see this outcry from like millions of people online. Like, why did they cancel it? Wouldn't there, there's Mm -hmm. this many people, but nobody knows. Nobody knows why nobody. You don't even know the amount of views that are actually getting watched. You only know what is in Netflix top 10 pick. And you don't know why it's there. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. You just know that that's getting the most amount of views this week, and for for some reason it is. But that you only know the top ten on on top of that. How many views is it going to take to get to the top ten? Because there's a lot of good stuff on Netflix that's not on the top ten. But there's going to be there's no there's no fact checking. There's no there's nothing that there's nothing that puts that top ten in any kind of I don't know the word that I'm looking for. Like that top ten doesn't even have to be an actual top ten. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, you see all these. They new can releases. just fake, fakely they, generate. They just, it you just see all these it. new releases putting. This is in the top ten the day it came out. There's no way this got more views than w- any popular Netflix thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure it has to do in in some some way or some type. It's it's broken down by watch time and views generated. Uh, I in, think it's 
a 48 hour period or 24 hour period or something like that. So like if, if you automatically, you know, when, when a new season of something comes out and you, you get 50,000 views in one hour because it just launched, you know, right. and 50,000 people watched it, that's, you know, of course it's going to be on the top 10. You just got 50,000 views in one hour and then it's going to go away. And then your 50,000 views is probably going to cap out at 75. I think it comes down to Netflix spent four to a hundred million dollars on something and it came out this week and it didn't perform as well as they wanted to. Let's put it on the top 10. So people start watching it. That's mm-hmm. what I think it really is. I don't think yeah. it has anything to do with like, you're telling me this brand new show that came out today ha- is, is on top of stranger things. Like you're telling me maybe you know that's, I mean? that's where it's like, there is no, formula or at least a public formula that's what i'm saying there's no way for you to be like i mean call it what it is it's not a top 10 it's a netflix recommended you know what i mean it's not Mm -hmm. that's all it that's all it is at the end of the day i don't think there's any top 10 statistics that go into this top 10 Mm -hmm. and i don't think and i mean netflix netflix caters to you the viewer on that platform you know what i mean Mm -hmm. My top 10 is different than your top 10. So is it? Is it has to be. I can I I'm can pretty sure they're all the same. There's like the there's the Netflix recommended section, but then there's the top 10 list and I'm pretty sure the top 10s are all the same. Do you have Netflix? You can pull up Netflix right now. I might be able to. Let me do it. I wonder We're, we're checking this. I wonder if I wonder if Yeah, there's no way some of these things are So we're going like, oh yeah, top 10 movies in the U.S. today. I mean, unless, I mean, I guess that's one thing because it's the top 10 in the U.S. today. Like nobody's probably watching Stranger Things today. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I guess that's one redeeming thing, but I just, I just feel they don't have to report anything. So why do, why would they keep, you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I, that's I I don't know, and that's oh, like, oh. Am, am I messing up? No, I don't know if you can hear my screen. <laughs> A preview no, I just started playing. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, no, that's I loud. I can't hear your screen. Right, I can cool. hear you, but I can't hear your screen. Cool. But um, I can't log into Netflix right now. I gotta have to reset right, my cool. password. But I'm pretty positive that they're the same, and like that that's what they put out for for that week. That the top ten list is the same, but the Netflix what recommended is going to be different, right? Um, you know, but the problem is that these writers aren't getting to share in that success, and right. and yeah, getting paid appropriately, you know, and and realistically, um, I was looking at this article. Let me see, it's on uh, the Atlantic. It's it says uh, the Hollywood writer strike. Uh, is obviously most, mostly about money. It's also fundamentally fundamentally about technology. The rise of streaming platforms uh, has uh, has had happy consequences for the writers who satisfy the ever-growing demand for scripted content. According to the Writers Guild of America, the studios have transformed an industry that was once supported stable writers' careers into a gig economy um, for low-paying and freelance work basically yeah. is is what the streaming industry has has changed what is a, a honest honest career and good career into just you know being a bar gig pretty much i will play i will play devil's advocate a little bit here because why not uh, <laughs> i mean somebody has to a yeah. little bit to be on their side but at the same time like i don't know let's see let's hear it <laughs> I'm, I'm not now i'm not doing this to defend anybody at the top but i'm mm-hmm. will say it becoming a little bit more of a gig, like a gig gig. <laughs> what did you say? A gig, uh, um, let economy, me see. It's a, whatever it was. Yeah. A low paying gig, gigging economy basically. Yeah, so. so the nice thing about that is you can get somebody who's smaller, who is hidden, you know, that might not have had an opportunity outside of this to get something in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, that might be the only redeeming quality that I can see coming out of it being like more of a gigging economy. That being said, if that person is great, the only reason that these higher ups are giving them a chance is because they're cheaper. 
because it all comes down mm-hmm. to money for them at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, so, and these yeah. people really aren't equipped, especially right out the gates, to even know to ask for royalties. But when they see a $500,000 check, they're going to take it, yeah, not you realizing... Don't have the- you don't have the resume to back you up to ask you for, ask for more either. You know what I mean? It's yeah. I mean, you can, you know, you can try to get whatever out of it, but then the, you, you really realistically have to think about your odds of working again and how often you're going to be working. It's just like, if I want a JJ Abrams style movie, I don't want to pay JJ Abrams style prices. There's this young writer from, I don't know, Idaho mm-hmm. who is doing really cool stuff. I bet we can get him for, a fraction of the price let's do yep. that instead you know what i mean yeah and and that actually made me just think of another point that is also obviously affecting this is that scripts are starting to get finished with ai that i didn't want to i didn't want to get entirely into that but i'm i got a lot to say about that i but, mean say it you know because now's the chance because because that's that's another big reason that these writers don't you know that they, they need to be protected at a certain point I think I don't know if the Writers Guild is going to do anything about this. Try to implement laws or rules into Hollywood to to make this not as crazy of a of a thing. But like I realistically think that you shouldn't be able to do that, you know, because now you can just have AI, like you just said, a J.J. Abrams style movie type. If I type that in the Chat GPT, if I wrote right. write me a J.J. Adams style five minute short film. It'll do it. Right. And and then I can just adjust it. That was that was one of the biggest ki- the biggest kickoff points of this whole thing that I heard. It was the streaming, royalties, commercial, that whole situation mm-hmm. and the writers wanting to basically ban AI from Hollywood. They should. And I think that that's where you kinda you kinda start playing with fire in this situation. I think AI can be a great tool to use, but I don't think it should be the finished product of anything. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, think, I don't think it ever will be, but it's going to be a I think heavy. It definitely will be. I think it's, it's going to be a heavy workhorse, and it can be a heavy workhorse. I think for them. the I think the problem is we're getting we're getting people. I think we talked about this scenario or i don't know i brought it to you or i brought it to somebody there's people who have never written a book don't know how to write a book and don't have any interest in actually writing a book they go to chat gpt write me a book about xyz boom puts out a book chat gpt wrote you a book you go to another um open source uh image generator ai make me a cover that looks like this in the style of this Mm-hmm. Boom, there's your cover. Put it on Amazon. You put no effort into this. You know what I mean? And these are things that are happening. Yep. On top of that, with the Hollywood situation, they're buying these scripts that are unfinished from cheap people that haven't ever finished a script. And they're mm-hmm. like, there's something here. Run it through ChatGPT. Pay that guy $10,000 because it's not even finished. Why would we give him any more than that? Run it through ChatGPT. Finish the script. And then you never had to pay a writer in the first place because you never bought a script from anybody. Yeah, yeah. And, then any, and then anything that could sound better, you just have the director or the producer. You have executive producers and all these level of producers for a reason. They're there to, to change the script and to change things kind of on the fly to make it sound a little bit more real or, or whatever yeah. you're kind of going for. So if it sounds like it, it's too, like AI wrote it, they'll change it there on the fly. And, and it took no fuck work. Whoops, I'm getting angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even hear it. <laughs> I, I, it registered after. But, right, um, yeah. anyways. but it, it takes no work to, to, to actually do that. But but these writers, dude, they're so great. Especially, like, the the thing is that we just got, not too long ago, this, this Netflix, James Tinian, Something's Killing the Children TV show that's supposed to be happening. And now yeah. this writer's strike is hit, hitting. And I want to know how bad it's going to affect that. Because was James Tinian not going to get what he should? What was, was he even going to write on it? Yeah. He's, he was, he's, he signed on as one of the, uh, was he a consultant like exe- or a writer? I, I, I thought he was like an executive, like it has to go through him. Oh, okay. And he has to like, okay it. Cause I and know he, like a lot of the, a lot of the stuff 
and I could be wrong, but what I watched with the HBO, uh, this is us, I think, is it, this is us, the, the zombie one, Pedro Pascal, uh, La- last of us, last of us. That's what this is us is a totally different show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last of us, um, they had other writers, but the guy who made the game and wrote everything for the game was there to like bounce ideas off of. And he's like, I never would have even thought about it, but these writers mastered, they took my idea and made it better and you know, stuff like that. I'd imagine Mm -hmm. it'd be more like that, but you know, I mean, you have the guy there that wrote the book in the first place. You might as well use him. Whereas like you could get a game of Thrones situation where, you start strong and then you don't care about <laughs> any of the yeah. source material anymore. I'm pretty sure writers changed through that. Well, it was the, uh, the producers or whatever, wasn't it? I don't I know the team changed it, like halfway through was, the show. I think it was the producers who were like, cause everybody involved with the show wanted to do more seasons. And I think it was the producers. It was the two guys. I don't know if they're producers, whatever directors. And they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't care about this. I just wanted to do this for money or whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. done with it. So they wanted to do like six seasons, but everybody involved wanted to do like 10. Yeah. So they're like, we'll give you one more season and we're done. And they just didn't care about anything coming out anymore. There was like a whole documentary or something that I watched on that, but I have to check it out. Yeah. It was, uh, it's just, I don't know. I feel like I'm very, like passionate about a lot of this stuff but a lot of times i don't even know how to put it to words you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. like i think ai could be really cool for like storyboarding you know or like basic character design you know i think it's a great business asset and i don't think it's a good creative tool you know i mean it obviously makes cool creative things for art and stuff like that but i'm saying like more so in, in, in as writing scripts and stuff. I've used it to kind of help, you know, like if I have an email that I'm trying to write and I'm like, this doesn't sound as professional as I want it to sound, I'll throw my email into ChatGPT and I'll say, like, change the filler words and, and do this. And then I'll, like, run it through a couple times telling it kind of what to do, you know, almost like a, a producer a little bit, you know. But mm-hmm. th- that's all I see it as. I never see it. I can't see it as, as being, like, uh, a full on like this is the script this is what we're doing it's, it, it gave me shot lists and stuff like that yeah I don't yeah I don't I at least I don't agree with it if, I mean not that it can't do it it can't do it that well yet yeah. but um, I just don't think that I agree with it because you're completely you know th- this is what happened in, in Terminator dude <laughs> you know yeah, the I machines mean, are going to take over you're giving machines intelligence now it it is it is kind of weird just especially like how fast it's you know evolving because uh corridor talks about ai a lot you know mm-hmm. what i mean and they've used ai they actually used ai to make an entire anime just to see wow. if they could do it and there was a lot of hiccups but throughout the whole thing they're like yeah like this is a thing that you can do they 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 basically designed everything and blah, 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 and then used it to create them in an anime style. And then they had to do everything to make the, 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 the generations of the character similar. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole thing. And they, they talk about how you can use it as a tool, but they'll also be on the podcast and be like, I remember when this started getting big and they're like, there's, this is happening it's it's probably going to be a couple of years before they fix X, this, this, and this. And then on the next week's podcast, they're like, so they fixed it all. <laughs> yeah. And like all of the, all of the little things that they were like, Hey, this is really cool. And it's going to be cool in a couple of years. And they're like, yeah, they did it. It's done. They did <laughs> like, it in a week. And then, and then they're like, yeah, but they still haven't done this, this, and this. And then a couple of weeks later, they're like, well, they did everything that we talked about in the last one. You know, what <laughs> they're I mean? just specifically like, watching their podcast. Be like, okay, I guess yeah, we can right. fix yeah. that. Yeah, I guess we can fix that. But I mean, we're getting into like they're they're starting to generate three D models, right? So you could go into, um, you could go into uh, an AI generator, make a character, 
you well, not even make a character. You're going to type a couple things in. It's going to generate you a character. You jump on your 3D printer. Then you print a bunch of stuff. And then you go to C2E2 and you sell a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, I mean, that's fine. That's cool. But, like, I think it comes to the point to where, like, people are going into AI. And we'll use Scotty Young because we talk about Scotty Young all the time. Yeah. They're like, I want this, this, this guy, guy, tall, lanky, Scotty Young style, whatever it is. And they get it. Looks exactly like Scotty Young did it. And then they go to these conventions. They're like, here's all my art. It's like, that's not your art. That's your, (laughs) that's your AI, you know, search generated. Yeah. And that, that's where it gets weird to me. It's like, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for like experimenting and trying things. And if this is what you want to do, then go for it. But don't call it your art. Like, don't call it. This is, this is the movie that I wrote. This is the book that I wrote. Don't, don't claim it as talent when you're cheating. Yeah, I don't I don't even know if it's cheating. I mean, if you're if you're putting it out there as something that you created, then 100% is cheating, if, but if I if traced you go out there, a like it's like if I traced a, a a piece of Scotty Young, like a Scotty Young cover, if I traced a, a Scotty Young cover and and colored him different, is that my art? No. I, I mean, don't think so either. I think tracing is like if you took if you took one like Scotty Young's style and started creating your own things in that style, I think that could be your art. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you're it, you, it, it's it's a it's a cartoon style. It's it's yeah. a style. You know what you I mean? You by default are gonna have even if you like try to draw in a certain artist style. Like I like to try and draw in uh, Todd McFarlane style. Yeah, all the time. You know, um, but. I, I it doesn't look exactly like Todd McFarlane. Right. It's, it's never gonna look exactly. You know, but. yeah, and I, and I start seeing my own little thing that I start liking to do to add to it, you know, and mm-hmm. then it's a little bit different. Then it's like, oh, I drew that. It doesn't look like Todd McFarlane did it, but I kind of tried to make it look that way, but it looks different. You yeah, know? yeah, you're you're gonna and find it, your own style. Yeah, yeah, and it looks unique, you know, and and that's the thing that I you're just taking the whole creative aspect and the whole like. You're taking talent and throwing it out the window with AI. You I know, think when you do I've that, heard, I've heard a lot of people talk about like their, their ability to come up with the perfect AI prompt. And that's, that's fine. There, there's a whole world for that. You know what I mean? You can, you can search in like awesome AI generation prompts and things like that. And the, this person knows exactly what to type to get something that they want. That's fine. Mm-hmm. that that maybe that's your superpower <laughs> you know what i mean but just don't put it out there as your art like this isn't something that you drew this is ai generated so and so whatever yeah if you you're gonna I mean? if you're gonna go and try to sell it sell it as a ai generated art don't put your name on it you know be like yeah, i do this that, in chat gbt i framed it i put the money into framing it so like i guess you I can think, pay for that i think that's like the big thing is like taking something created by AI and putting it out as your own. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? You know, you go into, you go into ghostwriting coming, coming more into like the music side of things. Like Rihanna, Rihanna puts out a song, Rihanna, there's a hunt, there's a million dollars that goes into a Rihanna song before she even sees the song, Mm -hmm. but those people are getting paid. And if you actually look at credits, they're all getting credited. Or they're getting yep. paid separately. They're getting and paid they got royalties, right? There's a way for them to get paid and noticed, and all of these things. Mm-hmm. By taking that and putting that to AI, like you're not. First of all, if you type anybody, any artist's name or any writer's name, <laughs> you put that in your prompt. You're not crediting that writer, mm-hmm. but you're using their influence. You know, I'm. Mean? There's such a gray line. To where, you know, I just feel like if something's AI generated, just put AI generated on it. Mm-hmm. Is like who, who is, who's going to, who's going to negatively benefit from that? I mean, that person trying to sell AI generated art probably is going to get negatively, negatively benefited from that. But. But if you jump on Amazon right now, you type in Spider-Man pictures, Spider-Man prints, Spider-Man canvas, Spider-Man art. 
and you see something that looks super cool and it says AI description in the fuck the the 1000 word title that they have on Amazon mm-hmm. does that bother you or do you just think it's cool to get a, a Spider-Man picture that you think is co- cool I I don't know I don't know I think cuz I haven't seen it I guess you know I think um cuz I mean I got a I got a Red Hood Deathstroke print for Christmas or whatever mm-hmm. and I saw it on Amazon and I didn't care who drew it. I didn't care who where it came from. I just knew that it looked cool and it wasn't super expensive and somebody could buy that for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. Like I that's super cool. Yeah. Whereas like if I want a Scotty Young piece, if I want a Todd McFarlane piece, if I you know, I will go search those out. But if somebody on YouTube or somebody on Amazon typed in an AI generator that said Todd McFarlane print. That's that's where I see a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that and they sold it as a Todd McFarlane. That's that's where I start to see the issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially in this the society that we live in, that super like give it to me now, give it to me now. I want it right now. I got ten seconds, and you lose my interest. People aren't gonna care. They're they're not gonna notice at least. And they're not gonna care if it's AI because like it's like I'm getting it now. I just want it now. Like give me content, give me things to forget in a week. Yeah. And it's and that's all they care about a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if I want to see a specific artist, you can't promote yourself as that artist without putting in the time in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, there's you know I mean? there's they, it, I I call that like paying your dues. Yeah, you know, I I'm, think I think it needs to happen a little bit, but I feel like I feel like a weird feeling around paying your like that whole like Same. phrase. Yeah, just because like I mean, there's a lot of people who might feel like they paid their dues and they're mad because they did, and you know what I mean. It's like just do what you love, and <laughs> yeah, you you never have to pay your dues. You're paying your dues every yeah. single day because you're always growing, you're always learning. You know what I mean? And that's how I yeah. do it. The way that I've always taken, like, pay your dues is I always use it at the negative points. <laughs> so whenever yeah, anything yeah. bad would happen, I'd just be like, I guess I'm paying my dues. Right. Yeah. You it's know? just like and then it's motivation. Just, yeah, a little bit, <laughs> you know. Right. But, you know, and I think I think it needs to happen a little bit. It makes you a better person on the end, you know, at the end of it. But it, it as far as writers, you know, that that's affecting mainly Hollywood and movies right now. But this the AI thing is going to affect comic books. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I don't know if anybody has put out a AI generated comic book yet, but it's only going to be a matter of time, right? You know, because now we just had a conversation last week with uh, Tommy. He's putting out his own comic book right now mm-hmm. from World at War Comics, which is a great comic book. I think it was really awesome. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. But we kind of talked about the pricing on it's a lot of money to, to pay for an artist. And if you want that artist to stick around and continue drawing other issues, you have to pay them well. You know, at, at a certain point, like, now you just took all that money, thousands and thousands of dollars that you had to spend, and you can put it into AI, put out your own comic book, whether you should or not. <laughs> is a different story but you can do that with ai and it's kind of scary to 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 just know that like is this going to discredit everything that has you know ever been put out or is going to be put out from now for now on i don't know i feel like i we could do a whole episode on like where to draw the line in ai and what does that mean to us and you and me and we could learn a lot about each other oh and then, um, <laughs> uh, but I don't know how far we want to get into AI apart from like the writer strike. Because I think like, it's just as big of a part of it, you know. And I think that it does need to be kind of banned from Hollywood and and you know not used in a creative sense because then you're just you're going to devalue everything. Yeah. Because if people can just do this for free... So it's like... I guess my question is like where... Going back to that then, where do we draw the line? Like is... Because something as small as like thumbnail generation, 
We're generating thump thumbnails for YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. Could not mean anything to whoever. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> oh, bless Anyways, you. Anyways. <laughs> um, that might not mean anything to the person putting out the YouTube video. Like, oh, I put in so much work into this video, blah, blah, blah. I just need a thumbnail. Screw it. AI. But if you go and you pay somebody to do those thumbnails for you, then you're creating two jobs. You know what I mean? So, but also like if you're, if you're using AI to create thumbnails and you take that money that you would spend on all your thumbnails and put that in the back end to pay an editor or pay an artist for something else, you know, like where, I feel like there's so many gray lines around AI and it's not going to take long before mm -hmm. like we're too far in to look back now. You know yeah. what I mean? But I'm, I'm already seeing it with, with a lot of YouTubers and like other media channels that I like to watch on YouTube that, that they're saying, you know, like this, like, why did I waste my time, you know, for AI to come in and now do this? Why would I ever waste my time generating or making my own thumbnail now? Yeah. You know, when I can take a picture, take a selfie of me, put put it in there and say, put me in front of so-and-so object and right, make it a clicky, trendy thumbnail right? using big words, you know, or whatever. And <laughs> it's going to generate it for you. It's going to automatically give it to you. And it's probably going to look pretty good, probably a lot better than, it's, than you're going to be able to with the time that you have to make a thumbnail. Right. Because, like, realistically, I mean, we have it pretty set up, fortunately, to, to have, like, our own little presets and stuff like that for our thumbnails. But it took a while to make those. Right. That's a lot of fucking time. I'm getting mad again. <laughs> uh, I guess it's just, like, and then it's just, like, somebody, somebody who wants to start a YouTube channel who doesn't have financial means to do so. Like, to mm -hmm. do higher editors hire this, hire that, get th custom thumbnails every week. Doesn't know how to, doesn't know how to use Photoshop, doesn't have Illustrator, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever, the, whatever the situation may be. Is it wrong for them to use AI? Because they can't afford to do all the things that, you know, you know, but once they get, they use AI to generate a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Maybe they can get some money coming in, some revenue. Then they can start to afford buying an art or yeah. paying an artist. Or, but why would but, they at that point? But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, where? Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's a weird a, thing. It's a double-edged sword is what it is. Right. You know, because like for, for that person, it's a great tool. And it's something that like, oh, I don't have the education and I don't have the money to be able to do this kind of stuff. But I can throw it into AI and, and, and get it done and, yeah. and, and start being successful at it. But then at, at the same time, you have people that worked their way to the top, grinding away, spending hours and hours and hours on their thumbnails, trying to make the best clickable thumbnail there <laughs> is, and has built, you know, maybe a million followers doing it for the last 10 years. Yeah. You know, but now this new YouTuber that's doing this with their thumbnails or this new creator is almost devaluing all the time that these past creators have done and, and all the work that they've done to make, I mean, I don't know if it's a good thing that social media is what it is, but right. make it yeah, is that's a whole other what idea. it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, but social media is a good thing. It's a good business marketing tool. And that's what it's, you know, realistically, if you know how to use it, then, then it's, it's a great thing. You know, um, there's a lot of negatives that come with it, but that's like you said, that's, that's another conversation. But you, it's kind of devaluing everybody else's work. Yeah. You know, at that point, why would why would you know, why would I ever hire a business, like marketer or graphic designer or anything like that mm -hmm. when I can just throw it into Chat GPT now and and just be like, make me a logo that looks like this logo, right? You know, or that has the same vibe as this logo. Screw it. Find five logos. Be like make me a logo in the style of these and put, make it say this underneath. Yeah. You know, and then you have a professionally aesthetic, you know, for like for your logo and 
you, you don't have to hire those business marketers to do that. You just yeah. let chat, chat GPT do the studying. So you're not AI is, is going to take over a lot of jobs and a lot of big jobs right. that people went to school for to, to take business and marketing and get business and marketing degrees, you know, which I is scary. I've had this conversation with my wife a lot too. It's like everything that I'm interested in doing is already starting to be taken over by AI. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things that I'm still trying to get better at. Like I, I want to write something like I want to, I don't know what it is. It might be a book, a movie, comic book and whatever. Like I've never done that and I want to learn and I want to do it. Yeah. And I'm trying to get better at art and I'm trying to get better at this. But like, why should I take the time now to learn these things if in 10 years it's all going to be AI anyways? Mm -hmm. And I think at the end of the day, like, you just kind of have to do it for you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm enjoying it, so you might as well just keep doing it. You know what I mean? So yeah. what what else are you going to do? Like, Yeah, I mean, like, that's kind of the point, you know? Do, do, does artists make music when they're five years old and 10 years old to win a Grammy, right? Yeah, when they, I mean, I guess kind get, of, but like, the older you get, the more it has to revolve around some type of monetization. Though. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you 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 have bills to pay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, like I have to pay for my house, or I'm not going to have a house. So yeah. To, and I mean, not not that artists have not worked full time jobs and then done art outside of that, and so on and so forth, but. It's just like if there's never an out, if there's never, if there's never an opportunity to make a living, like, like I know a lot of people are like, I'm going to be a musician. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to have a mansion, five cars. Like I've never been that dude. Like I want to pay for my bills. <laughs> like I don't right. care. Like I don't care about having fancy cars or big watches or anything like that. But, um, just the fact that if it's all taken over by AI, then it's like, what, what, what do we have left? You know, you can be, you can be a content creator. You can figure out how to own like code AI <laughs> or yeah. like, what else do we got left? Like, you, you know, you can, you can, it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, like you're saying, there's not, there's not very much left to the, this AI thing I think is developing so fast that I just saw an, an app last night for, it's called like a uh, wave waveform or mm -hmm. something like that. And it's an AI generated songwriting app. Oh yeah. People are, and it, people, and it have gives you the MIDI and it gives you the stems yeah. for all your parts. And I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> and then you go to chat GPT, they give you the lyrics and then they do that there too. In, you plug it back into auto tune. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's well, it's a DAW dude. So you're like, write it in this style, mix it in this way. And then it does it. And I'm like, right. so you're just devalued the writers, the producers, the audio engineers and the musicians. Well, I think, I think it's crazy too. Cause like, I mean, all of this wraps back to the Hollywood strike. You know what I mean? Because it's all going to come it's coming for everything, you know, yeah. I mean? it's coming, it's coming out. It's coming. I think automation in like the industrial age was like a very big concern of like machines are going to take our jobs. You know, they're going to well, take our factory jobs. Now it's seriously a thing. <laughs> but like back then, like you had to have a machine to do the job, but then you had to have two people to work on the machine to maintain you know the mean? machine. Yeah. You're yeah. at least creating a job with that. Now you're not. Yeah, so now you get it, it for free, and it's it's just like crazy to me where, where, where I think that's where do you draw the line? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I ever finished my thought that started us on this, but the big thing that started the strike that I heard was the whole commercial royalty situation, and them wanting to ban AI from Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And that was the big thing that Hollywood was like, hold on, let's, let's stop and think about this. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll give you whatever royalties. Like we can discuss that. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, we want to ban AI from Hollywood. And they're like, hold on, hold, wait, let's, I don't know if this is going to work out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, 
because they see they see the the they see the potential in not paying people to make mm-hmm. this stuff. Yeah. And it, I've I've made I've made some things in AI. I think it's super cool. And I yeah. think it can be a cool tool to once in a while be like, "Hey, I made this in AI. Check it out." It's it's true. I think it's sick. a cool you yeah, like I mean? a social media post just to 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 pump an algorithm for the Instagram, you know, put a cool photo up you know, or something like that. I think that's all it, it is. And it's a tool to, like I just said, pump the algorithm when I'm being lazy and don't want to make a piece of content. Right. And that's what, that's all it ever should be. You as know, far it should as never it, take a job. As far as it being a tool, like I was saying earlier, I think it can be great for things like storyboarding, you know, like, or, or like character design initially, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you want a redhead, feminine yeah. tall skinny whatever whatever characteristics you want and you generate 15 of them you take the five that you like the best and then you go to an artist or a casting director or you know and you you piece this together in a costume designer and but like at the end of the day it's just like it's just like a direction you know what i mean it's just mm-hmm. it's not it's not an end all be all you know this isn't your character at the end of the day yeah and as far as storyboarding it's like character in desert looks left boom <laughs> you know that the character is not even going to be your character the desert isn't going to be your final desert you're going to go to an artist at the end of the day and change all that you know what i mean storyboarding is a whole job in itself you know what i mean mm-hmm. but but like as far as like making an entire piece of content that's marketed as not ai that's where i have the issue it's like I don't I don't want to watch a James Gunn movie that's marketed to me as a James Gunn movie but mm-hmm. it he he was never there they just typed James Gunn in an AI I think yeah I think there's a lot more that we could say but <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> I think at some point we're going to we're going to start going around in circles and we've already we've already gotten heated about a couple things so <laughs> yeah i mean there's a, there's a lot going on with it um turns out that this this negotiation that's happening right now that's causing the strike it happens every 3 years with the guild so they they renegotiate their terms within the guild and how writers get paid every 3 years um and there's different levels to the guild and how you in, into get into the guild and mm-hmm. And, and all that kind of that kind of stuff to where paying your dues is really a thing, you know, to oh, get yeah, into the yeah. guild. And, and when you're a low-level writer, you're getting paid less, you know, but then eventually you work your way up the guild and work your way up the ladder. Um, but now it's to a point where because of streaming platforms, it's created this big loophole to where they need to re- renegotiate rules. And now it's getting a lot of money that people want back pay for, for their shows that they didn't get royalties to because of, you know, the the last three years that the, the guild has had the rules the way that they are, you yeah. know, and, and now with AI and, and everything being kind of like artificially generated, it's, you know, it's all, it's, it's just damaging the industry. Um, it's sad. Oh yeah. 100%. You know, it's, I mean, it's, it's really sad, especially just like I was watching, um, Kev, uh, yeah, Kevin Smith I was watching Kevin Smith and he was talking about the guild and the different levels and and that's how i found out about this this whole thing and and that they renegotiate every three years and he's on strike you know so he's not getting paid and you know for writing and that's what he does that he's a writer he's a director that's what Mm -hmm. he does you know and it it sucks to to kind of just know that like oh crap the industry is is in a place to where a lot of my favorite people could not be working anymore yeah at least at what they do. Yeah, I think I think it's a weird I think it's also a weird time because it is possible for people to kind of do stuff on their own as well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like I'm it's it's weird that people aren't a little bit more scared at the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cuz realistically anybody can have their own website. You can have your own Instagram platform. You can have your Twitter. You can have whatever platform you choose. 
you could go you could go make a movie you know you could you could write a comic book you could publish your own book on amazon you could do all of these things and none of that money you know past that i don't really know how that works you know what i mean because mm-hmm. i'm i know in music then you go into distribution and you know all different things but you know if if you're making your living on platforms and websites and you know um like if you put out a movie so say um kevin smith makes his own movie puts it out on his website you pay $15 to get a 48 hour window to watch movie. And if you want to watch again, you pay, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then in my eyes, nobody has anything to say about that. You know what I mean? Who's going to say something about that? You know, I guess nobody, but at the same time, it's, it's, it, we're in such a weird place to where will that actually make money or is putting behind a paywall just a way to actually not get eyes on your project at all. Yeah, I mean, there's just also so many things with like crowdfundings and Patreons and, you know, especially especially in the world of books and comics, like, yes, it's expensive, but, you know, somebody, somebody could definitely, somebody as big as that could go out there, crowdfund, you know, there's, there's people in other industries that are doing these things and there's nobody that can say anything to them because it's all their own stuff. They're funding yeah. it out of the, and you know, you, you also get into like, do you can start the whole conversation again about do these people need to make a hundred million dollars when they pay 4 million to make a movie? No, like, you know what I mean? Like you can mm-hmm. go into that. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's so many, I feel like there's so many gray areas, you know what I mean? And that's, that's the most messed up part about all of this is there's so many gray areas in the world right now in general, you know, there's so much fighting each other, so much fighting for this and fighting for this. And I like there, we can go into so many different things that I don't want to touch on, but like we, so in this group of people can't survive, literally can't survive. And other people are like tough, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like don't we want a little bit more unity and like, pe- like happiness across the board? Like I understand struggles. I have my own struggles. Everybody has struggles. Yeah. But like, shouldn't, shouldn't there be like a, like a bottom line? Like we all want to be at least here before we start. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm a maybe I'm a hippie. I don't know. <laughs> like, what do you no, want from me? Dude. I mean, I feel like you're just a good person, and that's what it comes down to. And just like people caring about people, and like, when did that go away? <laughs> you know. But like, I don't. I understand. I understand how business works, and just because somebody is has a net worth of X, that doesn't mean that's the money in their bank. That includes yeah. all of their businesses and. They have to pay bills and you have to keep the lights on and the heat and on. taxes. You have to pay all this stuff. Like, I understand that's not what, like, you might be worth a million dollars, but you might not have seen a million dollars in your bank account ever. I understand yeah. this. But at the same time, if somebody in the, in the country's net worth is five and somebody else's is five billion, there's a gap there that needs that needs to close a little bit in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't know that that's a whole nother thing. We don't even need to get into that, but I think people need to get paid for the things that they create and you can't just put their name on stuff that they didn't do. You know what I mean? It yeah. just has to the people, but the rich, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Lifestyles of the rich, the rich and the famous, get, the rich get richer. You know what I mean? So, yep. I guess so. Not them. Um, so, uh, how was episode twenty or 32? 32, 34, 36, 38, you know, all the same. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> 23? You know. What is what is Fetty Wap? Why can't I remember this? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> 1738. 
Right. Seven thirty-five. Is that Anyways, it? I think so. <laughs> um, did you have anything else to say about this? I feel like we've we've talked over an hour about it now. So. Yeah, man. I think that we both got pretty heated about this, but <laughs> you know, hopefully I, I, we'll, I we'll see our writers come back. I don't think I was back. heated. I think I was passionate. You know, me too. <laughs> me too. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say the same I, thing. I mean, this is not to say that I'm. I just want to clarify that I don't think nobody should use. AI, it is a great tool. I've used it. Mm -hmm. Everybody uses it. I think it's okay to use it. Not that my opinion matters in the least. But I just, think it's okay to use it as a tool, not a creator. Yeah, yeah. Not not saying like, hey, not building your basis on this is my art. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a musician. Yep. Listen to the music I write. You didn't write any of it. You perform it. You could You could call yourself a performer. Yeah. You could call yourself whatever you want, but you're not. You didn't the writer. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways, I don't... Uh, do you want to do a pull list? We've talked a long time about this. <laughs> I think we're good, man. <laughs> hey, I'm sure you guys can AI yeah. generate yourself a pull list. And until next time, <laughs> check out the description for things like free money on whatnot using our link to sign up for whatnot you can get a free ten dollars to use anywhere on the site you can use it to buy comics from us or you can buy it anywhere to buy shoes clothes antiques or do they have windmills uh, does whatnot have windmills I, they probably have like probably antique windmills probably <laughs> i'll put one up there just for you guys to, to buy you can also buy any of those slabs up there <laughs> there you go yeah you can also get 10 percent off w.gg to get your generalist energy 10 percent off using code collective comics at checkout and until next time this has been Collective Comics.